Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Speaking of Green. I am your hostess, Beth Bond, curator of sustainable news at Southeast Green, and we want to thank DJ Lang for our new intro music as we have started season seven of Speaking of Green. This morning we are going to be talking about keeping the cleaning industry clean. We have a guest, Melissa Grand, who is the Associate Director for Sustainability Initiatives at the American Cleaning Institute. Since 2012, Melissa has served as a leader developing and supporting ACI's sustainability programs and sustainability committee. She manages ACI's annual sustainability metrics collection program, charter for sustainable cleaning and development ACI's biennial sustainability report. Melissa earned a BS in chemistry from California Polytechnic State University, San Luis Obispo. I always say that wrong. Clearly, I'm from the South and not from California, and graduated with an MS in civil environmental and sustainable engineering from Arizona State University. Prior to joining ACI, she worked at the Sustainability Consortium as a research associate in the home and personal care sector. Welcome, Melissa. Good morning, Beth. Thank you for having me. All right. Now tell me how to say San Luis Luis Obispo. Thank you. All right. So, um, well, we are really glad you're here on the show because you're going to give us a lens and perspective that we don't normally get here. So first of all, why don't you start off by telling us a little about about the American Cleaning Institute. I don't even think we knew we had one. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So the American Cleaning Institute is an association of companies. So these companies either make a uh, some some part of a cleaning product. So they might make a the, the actual formulated product that you see on your shelf. Uh, they might make a product that you use in a hospital, um, or they might make a product that is really just an ingredient. So it could just be a chemical that they make that is then used in that, that final cleaning product, or even the packaging. So we're a very uh, eclectic group of companies um, that kind of represent this this whole stage of the cleaning product value chain. So that's really great. So basically you're an industry organization that um, helps the cleaning industry. So tell us about um, how the sustainability part of the program came about. So sustainability has been uh, really a key pillar of the work that we do for the association for almost probably over 10 years at this point. Um, Our board of directors decided, and our our board of directors are kind of heads from all these companies, um, decided that sustainability was a key issue that wasn't going away, um, and it was something that we needed to be proactive on, uh, kind of collaboratively, be proactive together as an industry rather than separately, because some of these sustainability challenges that we're talking about are are, are hard to do. Um, so about 10 years ago, they, they set out 
um, on along this path made sustainability a strategic element of of the work we do alongside of some of our other other efforts in um, kind of legislative work as well as education. Um, and we we set off with a set of started with just a set of principles to kind of understand okay what do we think our industry would look like if it was sustainable. Here are the here are the kind of criteria. Here are our principles. Um, and we've kind of gone off from there to start trying to figure out how are we doing? Are we making progress? Are we bringing the whole industry along um, in this effort to try to be more green as an industry? Well, I think that's awesome. And, of course, the report helps people sort of stay, I don't want to say honest, but it helps them focus on the things they need to be working on. So the report recently came out. And I'm just really curious about some of the findings that you had in regards to progress. Yeah, so the report is our fourth report that we've done. We we do them every two years, and it really is meant to be a reflection on where the industry is today. What are the activities that we're doing? Um, and really just kind of present that information as as honestly as we can to, to our stakeholders and the folks that, that care um, about these issues. So I think there's there's been a few interesting findings in the report that I'd kind of like to share this morning. And one is, is really with respect to our companies that have um, been formulating these products. So uh, the companies that kind of take the ingredients, put them together, and, and, and make them into the product um, since 2011, they've actually had a very significant reduction in their greenhouse gas emissions, almost 23% um, since 2011. And I think you can really attribute this to the fact that many of them are moving to renewable energy, and, and some of them are even setting um, targets to be 100% powered by renewable energy. And our renewable energy use actually has gone up um, 46%. Since that time as well, so since 2011, so um, the amount of energy they use is is small in in comparison to company companies that make chemicals. But seeing that change over time and kind of the use of renewable energy and the reduction of of greenhouse gas emissions for those companies, I think is a really significant progress. Um, and then also those companies have really uh, significantly reduced the amount of waste they produce. Um, on their site. So a 64% reduction in waste um, was reported, or sorry, a, a significant reduction in waste, and those companies are recycling or reusing 64% of that material. So a lot of that material isn't going to landfill anymore, which is also a great sign um, for the industry and kind of the the promotion of those of the zero waste to landfill mindset in those companies. Well, that is really then, exciting. <clears throat> Sorry. And go Beth, on. maybe the other thing I'll mention is I think the kind of the other significant area that that we're excited about is just that more companies are talking about sustainability. Um, our association is. 150 plus companies, um, and 10 years ago, maybe you know there was the top tier of companies that were thinking about sustainability. But when we look today, 
um, that number has significantly increased. Um, actually, we've had a five-fold increase in the number of companies that produce sustainability reports, which I think is, and that's since 2001. So um, this year, I believe we had over 50 companies producing sustainability reports. And had you asked that question, you know, 10 years ago, it would be in a very different landscape with respect to sustainability. Well, that is really exciting, right, because I think um, regardless of what is happening politically, which we will not address at all, um, the companies, when I first started Southeast Green 10 years ago, it was really, you know, Fortune 500 and even maybe Fortune 100. So the fact that this is is moving throughout the industry, um, regardless of size of the company, is is really a, a very hopeful message for everyone, right? Absolutely. And it's one thing that we pride ourselves on and, and we always keep in mind whenever we start a new program is, yes, we want to we want to push our leaders, right? We want our leaders to do even better. Um, we want to keep them, you know, keep them on track, keep them pushing along. But we can't leave everyone else behind, Otherwise, we're not going to get to that point of sustainability. You know, our industry won't be sustainable if if only half of the companies are doing the right thing. Um, so we always try to to bring everyone along on this journey with us, and and that's harder, and it and it takes a little bit longer. But I think the the result in the end will be greater than if we just continue to only push those that care. Now, can you list some of the companies that people might know so they understand what kind of companies you're actually dealing with? Sure. So um, some examples, uh, Procter & Gamble, um, Colgate-Palmolive is a a company a lot of of folks know, um, Ecolab, um, and then on the kind of company chemical side, we have companies like uh, the Dow Chemical Company, um, BASS, as well as some fragrance companies, companies that make fragrances like uh, Jividon, um and uh, S.C. Johnson. It's another example of a cleaning product company folks probably have in their house. Right now, a lot of um, a lot of pro- uh, progress has been made, but I want to talk about like the jump from the last report two years ago to this year's report. Did you did you see significant jumps in certain areas besides renewables, which is actually, you don't know this about me, but my audience knows I am solar geek. So anytime um, <laughs> we hear renewables have increased, I'm happy. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I I think the answer to that is, is yes and no. Um, so I, I mentioned some of the great reflections. I've mentioned the increase in participation. Um, and and those are positive since our last report came out in, in 2015. Um, but we've also had a little bit of time to reflect on our data, and, and we realize and we understand, and, and we tried to reflect this in the report, that um, not all of our trends are going in the direction that we want them to go. Um, so we, we we want to put this out there honestly, as in this is where we are, um, and we want to use it to start a conversation in terms of, okay, what can we do to help move these numbers in the direction that we want them to go? Um, 
So I'm excited about the continual commitment from these companies, um, as you mentioned, even with in today's landscape. Um, but now we kind of we, we really use this report as a call to action for them to step up to the plate, have some conversations and figure out how we can do kind of even better um, and use this 2017 report as our baseline um, in moving forward into the future. Great. Now, the next topic we're going to sort of cover, I know, is probably um, a bit um, one of those topics for your industry that um, causes a lot of concern behind closed doors because they're um, to me, it just sort of follows along with the um, the non-GMO organic food conversation, which is you've had a lot of pressure on your industry to get rid of certain um, ingredients. And so there is a materiality assessment in the report, and I'm just curious about how you all use it and for education and things like that. Yeah, so uh, thank you for asking about this. Um, our materiality assessment, um, it's, it's really a comprehensive, almost a study of what are the risks and what are the opportunities that we're facing. Um, in our case, what the industry is facing. Normally you would do it on, on a company level, basically in order to succeed in the short term and the long term. So it, at the end of the day, the assessment allows us to identify and characterize the issues that are either most material or really that matter most to our industry at large. Um, so a lot of companies will do this assessment and use it to determine either their strategies or um, they'll kind of only report on those issues that are most material um, but we did it on an industry level, so we can reflect on, as we look across our whole industry, what areas, what issues are both the companies internal to the industry concerned about, um, and what issues the kind of our external stakeholders, the kind of non-NGOs, the government, the investors, the consumers, kind of what are they concerned about and where do they want us to focus? Um, so if you look in the report, you'll see this kind of matrix that kind of shows from kind of high, low to high um, on one axis how concerned the companies are about a certain topic and then um, on the other axis how much of a concern from low to high do our external stakeholders have about a certain topic? So if you look at that graphic and you kind of take your eye up to the upper right-hand corner, um, you'll see those topic areas that are kind of deemed critical for sustainability in both the eyes of kind of internal to the industry and external to the industry. And, and Beth, as you mentioned, one of those topics that are that is up there in that quadrant is that topic of our materials. Um, so it's kind of it's a critical issue for us to to be able to understand, um, you know, what kind of materials should we be using, and and not only just what they're, 
chemical makeup is, making sure we're using the best ingredients available that will actually clean your counters, um, but making sure that those ingredients are sourced responsibly, whether they're sourced um, from a renewable source, a non-renewable source, um, and kind of without compromising the needs of the rest of the world. And, and that kind of gets to your point with respect to food. You know, we we don't want to, we wouldn't want to, I don't think it would be sustainable if we were somehow taking food away from someone else in order to make a cleaning product. Right. Well, but there's um, also, I know you have a lot of pressure from NGOs, from the nonprofits in regards to phthalates and parabens mm-hmm. and all those things. And I know those are great concern because as we've seen on the food side, um, there is an an army of concerned mothers who have (laughs) changed the way we eat. And I know they are changing the way also we use cleaning products. So is there is there I know there's there's concern, but I'm just curious about sort of the sustainability conversation in regards to that among your members. So many of our members, I mean, to, I, let me just say, to our to our members, this is the critical element, right? Um, ma- materials and chemicals is what they do. Um, they live and breathe it every day, um, and they want to make sure that they're, you know, we're we're putting out the best product that we can. And it's a balancing of priorities. I, I think safety is always number one um, for them. Um, but then we also look at, you know safety and in use and we also have to think about safety throughout the supply chain safety after the product goes down the drain safety to the 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 folks that are helping create it um and kind of really balancing all those trade-offs and then adding sustainability on top of that and thinking about the, the the amount of water that it takes to make that certain ingredient um, or some of the other impacts that ingredient might have um, and kind of, you know, assessing it at a greater level. So it's um, it's a big task. And I think some companies are moving in, in different directions and, and they're, they're deciding what makes sense um, for their products. And I think consumers have the right to, to understand uh, what they're buying and make sure that it aligns with their values. Well, and that's one of the things that I really do appreciate from the industry as, um, you know, I hit the shelves personally to do uh, my shopping is the smaller, right, the smaller containers, the more concentrated, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, stupid, it's, stupid, it's stupid regardless of whether you're doing food or or anything else to ship water, heaviest thing you can ship. So um, so I really appreciate those efforts in the industry. Um, and I do know they had some external um, uh, force from, um, from Walmart because Walmart was very interested in that. But, I mean, so consumers can see those changes. And I know that if, um, as people become more educated and become avid label readers, the messaging on the packaging is there, you know, talking about phthalates and parabens and things like that. So, um, you know, I applaud the industry for um, starting to listen to their customers and, and make those changes. So let's let's shift gears a little bit. And um, in what areas do the cleaning products industry 
what are they going to do to achieve a more sustainable future? So we're working on a few things right now um, that will hopefully help to get us there. So I think one thing that we have to do, and, and we've really done since this assessment came out, um, is really understand what those top issue areas mean and, and what can we do about them. Um, so one thing that we did uh, last year was we kind of took those top five issues and just um, so your, 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 our listeners know, um, I mentioned materials being one of them, but it also was about um, our ecological impacts, um, our water use, the health and safety within kind of the workers, um, and kind of that disclosure and transparency element that we talked about already. Um, we want to understand what those are so that we can do our best to start tackling them and understanding the opportunities. So in 2016, we sat down with a group, kind of individually with a few different external stakeholders and asked them about these five things and said, okay, from your perspective, um, what are our opportunities here? What do these topics mean to you? What would sustainable mean to you with respect to these topics? Um, and what opportunities does the industry have to get there? And we got some great feedback and some great advice. So we've been trying to, to kind of take that in um, and figure out as we look across the industry, what can we implement with our members um, to help tackle those those issues? So I think that's one kind of key area that we need we need to focus on. So uh, I think you'll see from us in the next few years that we're going to start tackling these um, one at a time or as many as we can at a time and, and try to do even better and, and be able to reflect that in, in the next report. Um, I think we also need to really, and, and this is more for our companies, and, and I think it's something that they're doing, um, you know, Innovation is what's going to probably get us to where we need to go. Um, we need to think about things that maybe we take for granted. Um, might we have to clean one day without water? Um, do are we using the right materials that we can sustain? You know, kind of these different thinking about things differently. Maybe even thinking about cleaning differently um, and. Uh, making sure that we are taking steps in the right direction. Right, and um, we might have to clean without water. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We just, you know, we just calved off that Larson Sea iceberg, and that's going to provide plenty of fresh water for years to come. It looks like so, um, it, but it is right. I mean, projecting and trying to manage the future is probably one of the most challenging things any company has historically done. But in, given the, the position that we are now um, with what we all know, which is limited resources coming down the pike in serious ways, and the fact that, you know, not only do we have limited resources, but we have a growing population, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you solve those? Um, challenges. So that's really exciting that they're looking that uh, much forward. So um, when you go to do your next report, are there things that you're going to add to measure? Um, have you historically done that when you've done the report? 
So we're planning, and it's something that we're working on right now. Um, we want to make sure that we can get more metrics into some of these topic areas, especially these top five that maybe didn't have a metric previously kind of in this 2017 report. Um, so this 2017 report was a way for us to kind of match up what we're doing and, and the metrics that we have to the issues that came out in the matrix. And, and you can see where um, there might be some gaps. Um, and so we hope to fill those gaps. So come 2019, when we report release the next report, we're hoping we'll be able to have more metrics that kind of fill in those gaps on those topics um, and have kind of a greater, um, I want to say, kind of a greater discussion about the steps that we're taking with respect to each of these issues. Great. Now, this is our last question for today, and I want to thank you so much for your time, but probably the most important question for most of our listeners. So what should consumers be looking for when they are purchasing sustainable cleaning products? Yeah, so I can give you my tips. Um, and the first, the, the thing that I always tell people, first and foremost, no matter what you buy, um, the most important thing is that you use it correctly. Um, you use the right amount. You don't use more than you need. Um, and you make sure that you say if you're doing a load of dishes that your dishwasher is, is fully loaded and you're not wasting that product. Um, because the impacts really at the use phase and the impacts um, that it took to make that product, um, you don't want that to go to waste. And, and that's a really critical element that I think people don't always think about. Um, yes, you can pick product A versus product B, but how you use it is, is a critical piece. Um, and kind of making sure you're recycling that container at the end of the day. Um, so, so that's the critical element um, to me. And then, and then my other recommendation um, for folks that are interested in this is to do a little bit of research behind the companies that make your, your favorite brands. Um, I think you can get a lot of information on the label, um, but I think many folks might be surprised at the effort and the work with respect to sustainability that many, many of these companies are taking on. And, and most of them will have sustainability reports that you can read. Uh, you can see what issues that they're working on uh, and use that to make an educated choice and kind of align your, your dollars with the companies that you think are making the most progress towards sustainability. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been so helpful and informative because, like I said, this is not something we've really spent a lot of time with on the podcast. And um, everyone, just so they know, they can go to y'all's website, um, which is cleaninginstitute.org, and you can look at the report online, and you can see all the companies that um, are represented by your organizations. Well, we appreciate uh, this um, this opportunity, and we hope that you'll come back in two years and tell us about the next one. I would love to, Beth. Thank you for having me. Great. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. It's so important for us to get 
the perspective of industries that are doing this work. So we really appreciate Melissa's time. We're all in this together. I know that some people would absolutely reject um, the efforts of this industry because there has not historically been transparency, but I think that the uh, Clean Institute is doing a great job of holding their members accountable and, and showing progress. And waste and renewable energies is, is great. And even though they may not be energy users in regards to other industries, these are big companies. So anybody who's, you know, reducing um, their reliance on um, fossil fuel um, is a friend of mine as far as I'm concerned. So we really appreciate Melissa. Um, We have got a very interesting conversation coming up next week. Um, on biomass, uh, that has been a hot topic, especially in the southeast, in regards to creation and um, you know uh, and business. It's been a great business opportunity for southeast, but we're going to sort of learn the other side of the conversation next week. So with the Appalachia uh, voices. <clears throat> so um, once again, as I always like to close. We have got a business directory, and if you are doing business in the Southeast or if you are based in the Southeast, you need to be on the business directory listing. It's a great opportunity for people to find you. Um, You can put a ton of information there, and um, so we really invite you to do it. Here are directions on how to get onto the business directory listing. Did you know that one of the ways we like to support the sustainability community is by providing an opportunity for businesses of all sizes to be in our green business directory listing? You should get on it because we are getting thousands of visitors every year on all sizes of businesses and it's very exciting for the folks who are listed on the green business directory. This is what you do to get on. You go to southeastgreen.com. On the second tab, there is the Green Business Directory listing. Click on that. There will be a drop-down menu, and you can join the Green Business Directory listing today. Not only will you be on the listing, but you will be sent out to over 10,000 accounts on our social media connections, and you'll also be listed in our next newsletter. So what are you waiting for? Join today. And we are closing out with our new music from DJ Lang called Water Drop. <laughs> 